Hi everyone, this is Leslyn Keith, President of the Board of Directors at the Lipedema Project and Director of Research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today I have an excerpt from a Lipedema Simplified webinar in June 2020. In this excerpt, Rayanne Sparks, a Lipedema lady from Canada, defines fasting and describes different types of fasting that may be beneficial for lipedema. So when I was on keto and I started fasting, the first thing, a ketogenic diet is basically a fasting mimicking diet because it's dealing with ketosis and getting the ketones in the blood, which work as both metabolites, you're burning them for energy, especially in your brain. And they also work as um, painkillers, endogenous painkillers that are interfering with lots of different inflammatory pathways. Now, the next thing I say is have a fasting mindset. So just on your ketogenic way of eating, your fasting mimicking, mimicking kind of diet where your, your fat is producing ketones, you start to think, okay, when am I eating and when am I not eating? So when I'm eating, I'm eating. And when I'm not eating, I'm not taking in any calories. That's the only time I really talk about calories is when I'm talking about not eating. And so during that time when we're not eating in between, say, breakfast and lunch, I'm trying not to even have cream in my coffee. I'm just having water or something clear. So that's the idea. We eat and we fast. We eat and we fast. And then the next thing we do, time-restricted eating. So then we start thinking about when are we eating and when are we fasting and how much fasting time do we have? So again, like, that's really just quitting out the snacking, but say I might want to finish my dinner early. Maybe I'll finish at five or six. And then I might want to wake up in the morning and have a workout and do things. And I might not want to eat until 11, say for my breakfast or 10 o'clock, say. So I'm thinking about that sleeping time and that after supper sleeping and my workout time, that's all fasting time. And so I'm lengthening a little bit with time restricted eating. Then we do our intermittent fasting. So then we start to skip some meals, possibly skipping meals, and we skip maybe breakfast, then maybe we skip breakfast and lunch, and then maybe we skip a whole day of meals and we eat the next day. Next one is extended fasting. So once we're good at skipping meals during the day, then we might skip a whole day, and then we might go to skipping two days or skipping three days and doing a 72 hour fast. So it's extended fasting for me and most people is anything over 24 hours. So if I'm fasting all day and then I go to the bed, I wake up and I'm still fasting. To me, that's extended fasting over 24 hours. So fasting for weight loss is the first thing most people do. And that's usually a little bit less strict just really, we're trying to keep our insulin low. So we just don't want to spike our insulin or spike our blood sugar. We don't want to have an insulin or blood sugar response to anything that we're taking in. So some people fasting for weight loss will use things like bone broth during their fast to keep their electrolytes up and to keep them fasting. So that's why something you might use. You might use, you know, a tablespoon of cream in your coffee or um, some apple cider vinegar, maybe to keep your hunger down, that kind of thing. And then we have fasting for autophagy. So auto, self, and phagy eating. So we're trying to eat ourselves when we're fasting for autophagy. And that's a really healing therapeutic type of fast 
And that's the one that really helped with my knee. I was fasting for autophagy and I was doing extended fasting. And those were really where the healing came, where I feel like I was regenerating my meniscus and maybe I don't know about my bones, but definitely that medial meniscus where I had all the degenerative tearing, it's got to be healing because I'm way better from the fasting for autophagy where I'm not only eating my own fat, I'm also eating my own proteins, junk proteins. And Dr. Herbst has been talking about in her lectures about fasting to help with getting rid of senescent cells. So that means, you know, old cells, senile cells and junk proteins that are clogging us up. And so when we need protein in a longer fast, we look for protein that's, you know, parts of cells or senescent cells or things like that. And we eat those for protein and that helps to clean things up in our body. So in daily fasting, we have time restricted eating. So don't snack. We have 16, eight or 18, six. So that's skipping breakfast or skipping dinner. So if you're skipping dinner, it's actually better. So easier to skip breakfast because our livers feed us breakfast every morning when we wake up. So that's why a lot of us, when we wake up, we don't feel like eating. But if you're skipping dinner, your last meal of the day, it's harder. And the reason it's harder is we have a higher insulin response to our last meal. So if you're skipping breakfast and then you want to change it up, try skipping dinner instead. And that's a little harder and it's a little bit more effective. And then we have OMAD or one meal a day where we skip two meals. So that was daily into weekly fasting. So here's some weekly fasting schedules. You know, you're working towards this. So we've got a 24-hour fast and a 36-hour alternate day. These are alternate days. And a 42-hour alternate day. And these really, if you're having trouble losing weight on a ketogenic way of eating, you're probably highly insulin resistant like I am. And Dr. Herbst in her this month has been talking about prediabetes increasing with stage of lipedema. So the higher your lipedema stage, the more likely you're getting more insulin resistant. And so when you get up to stage three and stage four, you're probably looking at having to do a 36 or a 42 hour fasting alternate day to really start getting your insulin low enough for long enough to access your fat efficiently. Thank you, Ran. That was interesting to examine the different ways you can fast and the potential impact that it may have for lipedema or if you're suffering from a weight loss stall. And thank you to you, all of our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. On Instagram, if you tag at Amazon Music and use hashtag podcasts on Amazon Music, Amazon will share or repost it wherever possible. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema flash briefing.